Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events from pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. The date of this recording is Saturday, August the 7th, and we are currently coming away from the U.S. basketball team having won the gold medal after previously being counted out of winning the championship in the Olympics. So we'll hop right into the sports side of things, where the NBA has continued to maintain its presence in the headlines, particularly this week with a flurry of eye-popping news hitting the timelines. And this is all because right after the draft, NBA free agency opened, allowing for players to move, be traded, and be signed to new teams, all changing the outlook of the NBA season. And it started off with a bang. As Russell Westbrook, the former NBA MVP, triple-double maestro, has been traded once again from the Washington Wizards, now joining LeBron James and Anthony Davis in Los Angeles on the Lakers. An absolutely unexpected move for the NBA superstar and one that solidified a big three super team in the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers simply exchanged some picks. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, and Kyle Kuzma. Now, this move alone would have elevated the expectations for the Lakers to such an astronomical level that they would be a championship or bust team. But the Lakers front office did not stop at acquiring Russell Westbrook. They continued and acquired longtime friend of LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony who had previously been a strong scoring option for the Portland Trailblazers. They then proceeded to acquire two young, thriving players in Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk for cheap contracts as they would, at the opinion of the general NBA community, went to ring chase alongside LeBron James and company. The Lakers have now regained their status as the big bad wolf of the Western Conference. And all sides point to, assuming everyone comes into the season healthy, that the Los Angeles Lakers super team should be taking on the Eastern Conference super team of the Brooklyn Nets. While the Lakers seemingly stole the show and free agency with all of these moves, Moves that I personally can't fully qualify as making them guaranteed champions, particularly because of some spacing issues with the team. They were not the only team that was busy in free agency. The Chicago Bulls, who at this point have been long removed from having anything close to a championship contending team since Derrick Rose's injury, made some moves of their own, beginning with signing Lonzo Ball, the rising young talent whose playmaking stands out among the best players in the league. And they paired that signing by acquiring DeMar DeRozan, the former NBA All-Star, 
who has adjusted his game to stay relevant in the constantly changing NBA landscape. Now the Chicago Bulls, though not all the way there in terms of championship contention, are surely in the conversation for being a formidable playoff opponent if all the right pieces fall in place. The Miami Heat made a massive acquisition in stealing Kyle Lowry from the Toronto Raptors. Though they gave him a, frankly, rather large contract, with a healthy team, the Miami Heat have also positioned themselves to compete for an NBA championship with Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero seeming to be their main five players to build around. Last, but certainly not least, was the New York Knicks, who though they didn't make a large number of moves, they were able to re-sign Derrick Rose on an extremely cheap contract of $14 million and essentially keep the band back together that made the playoffs this past year. And in addition to that, they were able to acquire Kemba Walker, a former all-star level player highly regarded for his ball handling and ability to create shots on the unbelievably small contract of about $8 million per year. So teams were staying very busy throughout the first week of free agency, and as we're still a couple months removed before the season returns, there's plenty of time for these newly acquired players to get acclimated to their new teams. Now, aside from that, and Team USA winning the gold medal in the Olympics, we are on the verge of the NFL season returning. The first preseason game already kicked off, and we are now in the season where people are getting ready for fantasy football, where people are preparing to root for their teams, evaluating what the prospective success level of their team will be over the season, and everyone is back in training camp getting ready to get things going. The beginning of this entry into the preseason was not without some controversy, though, as NFL superstar to some the GOAT of the league, Tom Brady, recently came out and called many of the NFL players ignorant, particularly because this year, the salary cap, which essentially is the amount of money that a team allots to spend on their players, decreased, while the actual value of the average NFL team increased. And this clearly struck a nerve with Brady as he believes that the players must be getting underpaid because the logic behind decreasing the salary cap would usually align with a decrease in revenues and value of the NFL brand. But if it is continuing to increase, the players and the player association should speak out against this and earn their due pay. Meanwhile, the music world was very busy this past week, kicking things off with the moment for hip-hop culture. As hip-hop group The Locks, led by Jadakiss, took on Dipset, a Harlem hip-hop group that was very prominent in the early 2000s, 
led by three artists who gained some level of prominence throughout this time in Cameron, Joel Santana, and Jim Jones. The two groups faced off in Madison Square Garden, the heart and soul of New York City, one of the greatest honors you could earn as a performing artist. And while many believe that this would be a hotly contested battle, Jadakiss and the Locks took over from beginning to end in a dominant performance as hip-hop artist Jadakiss would become the first artist in Versus history to, by the crowd's opinion, win two times. Right off of the backs of winning that Versus battle, he seemingly not too long after flew down to Atlanta, where the most notable event of the week took place, as Jadakus joined a long list of artists in visiting Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not to watch the Atlanta Falcons play as the NFL season hasn't started yet, not to watch a soccer game, not to see an event, but instead to link with Kanye West, who has seemingly taken over the arena as he reportedly is paying close to a million dollars a day to stay, sleep, and record his new album Donda in the stadium. Throughout the week, he continued to have artists fly in from everywhere to record and have verses on his project, and it all culminated into Friday, August 6th, where the reports would say that that is when the album was going to drop. He instead held a concert in front of a packed crowd where he would unveil about 24 songs. 24 songs that came with great production, phenomenal verses from some unexpected artists, from Little Yachty and 5E04in, to Jay Electronica, Jadakiss, and the Locks flying in after their battle, the music world was in pandemonium as he played song after song after song, eerily reminiscent of the old Kanye, the one that so many people have begged to have back. As his verses were cleaner, his production was better, And Kanye West seems to have, in his hands, potentially one of the best albums he's ever released. And in the middle of this grandiose event, it was announced that him and Jay-Z are planning to release a sequel to their collab album and watch the throne. It was truly a mesmerizing night, ending off with Kanye in a very religious song that seemed to be concluding the album, attaching himself to some cables and being lifted up into the sky as if he was being baptized and brought up to the Holy Land for those who believe in religion. Unfortunately for Kanye fans across the world, the album did not drop. The album has not been released There is no release date at the moment for when it's going to be coming out. And most people who witnessed the event only have it in memory as it has been mostly washed from the internet. From what the world has heard so far, Kanye West could be on the verge of catapulting himself to having the number one album 
of 2021. And this is still, meanwhile, Drake has been no better in terms of release dates. He guaranteed that Certified Lover Boy was done, if not close to being finished, but is still waiting to drop it. Many believe that he is awaiting Kanye's release and the tour playing a game of cat and mouse to see who could be the second to release and disrupt the success of whoever drops first. Other than that, the only other mainstream release that came out was Nas's new album, King's Disease 2, which off of my first listen or so, did not do anything to stand out in the world that we have where so much new music is being released. Nas will still continue to benefit off of his legacy as an artist, as a GOAT in his genre, but I was not too impressed with his new project. Those who are a fan of his prior work could still find some enjoyment in it. His content has not deviated much, and the production was above average on his standards. But outside of that, we can proceed to the concluding section of the podcast, which will be briefly noting that a new movie has been announced for Serena Williams. Headlined by actor, world-renowned superstar Will Smith playing Serena Williams' father, this seems to be the newest blockbuster announced to be coming to theaters as we continue to progress forward into potentially being back where the movie industry was prior to the pandemic. The newest release in theaters that is aiming to garner some attention was Free Guy, the movie featuring Ryan Reynolds. But I personally believe that the true barometer and temperature check of the state of the movie industry will be when Marvel decides to release Spider-Man currently slated to drop in December. If they can get comparable numbers of people to prior to the pandemic to come out to see Spider-Man, we will know that the movie industry is on its way back. But with that being said, thank you for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you taking your time out. Please let me know. If there's any way that I can make this a better audio experience for you. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture.